0: And joining us now is Deputy Prime Minister and also Finance Minister Grant Robertson. Minister, hello. Good evening, Heather. Are you going to make those half price public transport fares permanent?
1: Well, that was always put in place as a temporary measure in the face of the inflation spike that we've been seeing, and we haven't changed our our policy. What we said was we would keep monitoring where those prices are, and that when petrol prices are, and and the impact that that has on on people's transport choices. So um, we haven't got anything to announce about that. Um, We said we'd keep reviewing it, and we will.
0: So it's possible if it's popular?
1: No, it's not a matter of necessarily where it's popular, it's definitely popular, we're seeing lots more people using public transport, uh, but it's much more a, a question of how that fits with you know where the, the global inflation situation is, the impact on people's budgets here in New Zealand. Um, so we'll keep all of that under review, but we made it a, as a temporary measure and yeah. we haven't changed that.
0: Policy. Well, are you making that decision after the budget, are you?
1: As I was say, we'll, we'll make that announcement when we've made, we're ready. No, 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 to no I was just meaning in terms
0: of, not the announcement, sorry, the decision. When are you making that yeah, decision? Yeah, so
1: it's due to go through to the end of June, but we've clearly signalled that we'll make, you know, statements about it before then. Mm. We're constantly keeping under watch, uh, you know, where things are at in terms of prices that people are needing to pay. Um, and obviously, more generally... We'll be talking about the climate emergency response fund, which is all about, you know, helping people to be able, for example, to shift modes of transport, um, to be able to make you know, more sustainable transport choices. There's lots of different ways we can do. that. This happens to be one part of a of a temporary measure that we put in place.
0: If you do it, are you going to extend the petrol excise tax cut as well?
1: Like I say, these are the decisions I'm going to talk about now. No, but you can't um, do put-
0: one without the other, can you?
1: Well, they certainly were part of a package, um, and, and so when we put them in, we saw that both, you know, reducing the costs that people were paying at the petrol pump was important, but equally for the New Zealanders who use public transport, we wanted them to be able to get some relief from the cost of living pressures, so we did them together, that's correct.
0: You're under increasing pressure to do something about the cost of living in this budget. Any chance of a tax cut in there?
1: Well, we've signalled pretty clearly that we don't think now is the time for untargeted tax cuts. And we're not alone in that. The IMF, when they were here having a look at the New Zealand economy, said the same thing. You know, we're, we're still working our way through COVID. There's still a tremendous amount of unmet need in different parts of society. And so we don't believe now is the time for untargeted tax cuts, such as what National are proposing.
0: What about next budget?
1: Well, we always take a look each budget and, and look to see what the best thing is for New Zealand and what we can you know the balance that we have going try and strike and I know you know I've seen polls recently where you know people say of course I want a tax cut you know and, and obviously everyone would love to have more money in their pocket we as a government have to balance what we do for New Zealanders across the board not just in areas like what tax they paid what health services they get, what education services they get. And what I can assure New Zealanders is the budget will be all about finding that careful balance to making sure we provide people with with economic security.
0: Is there anything in this budget to address the cost of living?
1: Well, the budget will come out next week, but we've already made significant uh, investments um, for New Zealanders that they're benefiting from right now. The energy payment, be it the extension of the family tax credit or into fuel excise duty, so we've done a significant amount to support New Zealanders through uh, the cost of living pressures that they're feeling.
0: That sounds like a no. I mean, is that a no?
1: <laughs> what it is, is that the budget's next week, but I don't want people to you know take the impression away that we aren't concerned about it. We have. Acted, we acted swiftly to make sure we brought in those fuel excise duty cuts, the half-price public transport, and we've significantly lifted lifted the incomes of low and middle income New Zealanders, especially those with children. So we are helping people to meet the cost of living challenges okay. right now.
0: Can Can I ask you, is your is your primary argument against giving people a tax cut the inflationary the the, the fact that it's going to add to inflation?
1: Not the primary argument, but it's, it's certainly one it's certainly an argument. I just. Um, moments ago who Cameron Bagley knew exactly the same thing the particularly important thing here is the notion of an untargeted tax cut one of the issues when you get into tax cuts is that as many people will know you can't deliver a lot per week if it's right across the board and that's you know that's a big issue And, and yes there is the question of inflation but The point I just made either before—it's about the balance of things that New Zealanders need the government to be investing in, and they're not all short-term. And and one of my things I've tried to remember the whole time I've been finance minister is that it's—you know—you can scratch the the political itches of the immediate moment, but that sometimes leads to underinvestment in things that really matter for the long term. Can I just take you back to cetera.
0: You brought Cam Baggery up, and he doesn't think that we should have tax cuts at the moment because of the inflationary impact. Do you agree with him?
1: Be fair to Cam. He said the bit that I just saw him say was that that the issue is that if you give large tax cuts, people will spend them, and that will have an inflationary impact. Okay, he
0: told us last week he doesn't think we should have tax cuts. Do you agree with him for that reason, for the inflation?
1: It's one of the factors.
0: Okay, because his other argument is that $6 $6 billion worth of new spending which is what you're planning in this budget is quote way over the top relative to what the New Zealand economy needs at this juncture he's worried about the inflation impacts about what you're about to do as well isn't he yeah look
1: I'm- heard him say that as well. Uh, what I would say is that there, is, there are different impacts from different types of spending. And we've signalled that a, a critical part of that allowance is a one-off component for the rebasing and resetting of the health system. Um, and, you know, that's important. We've also got to think about what are the things that, that drive demand that cause inflationary pressure, and, and that's not really from a health spending programme over the next four years which is getting a very, very important need. So we're aware of the issues that have been raised there, but I think when people see the budget, either, they'll see you've got that one-off um, spend on resetting the health system. The rest of it is just making sure that you know we've got good schools, we keep investing in transport, we keep building state houses. You know, the real basics of being in government, um, it, you know, I, I, I know it sounds like a lot of money in a one-off, when you think about it as a percentage of GDP, we're going to be spending similar amounts to what National did coming off the GFC. I think they were 34.2%, we're about 35%, and then she did come down to 30% of GDP. So taking a single number in isolation, sometimes misses the fact that you know we've kept a pretty steady hand here, we've responded to COVID, and we will you know, start to see a percentage of GDP spend come down.
0: You know, um, to the worker shortage that we've got in this country, this is getting completely out of hand. We've got a a projected shortfall for the construction industry of way over 200,000 workers. You've got Queenstown now saying they've got more job vacancies and they've got rate payers. When are you guys going to start bringing these workers in from overseas?
1: Well, already are. Obviously, the working holiday scheme is a massive factor for um, Queenstown is, is back underway, and we are seeing... I think I saw a number the other day of about nearly 4,384 working holiday visas approved since April. Um, so you know, we are making some progress there. We've got the 2021 resident visa, the extension of the onshore visas. And obviously as we move through our reconnecting process, which we have said we want to speed up, we'll see more people come in and we'll have more to say about that in the, in the coming week or so.
0: Cool, brilliant stuff. I really appreciate it, thanks Grant. That is Grant Robertson, Deputy Prime Minister, Finance Minister